Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get <laughs> spooky. Ooh, here we are here again. We are again. <sighs> telling stories, telling tales, having fun, getting mm-hmm. spooked, getting mm-hmm. spooked. Kylie took a quick break a second ago, and when she came back onto the screen on Skype, I saw her out of the corner of my eye, and I thought a ghost was present. She thought it was a ghost. But it was just Kylie. (laughs) I get that a lot. (laughs) It was the Kyle Y. Same. Mm -hmm. Old Kyle Y. Spotted on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Live and in person. Hey, I'll haunt you up. Shit's cray. Shit is cray. Well, what's new? What's happening? You know, like... Good question. Good question. What's going on? Honestly, nothing. I've just been watching (laughs) a lot of random stuff. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. What's your, like, fave thing you're watching right now? Okay, well, I have to say I watched that Netflix cheer, like, at least 200 times. Uh Uh-huh. It's good. It's, like everything yeah oh. all of my friends in high school were competitive cheerleaders yes. so i was like okay I, I get this world i've seen it see and that's where i started <laughs> from because i was like oh yeah bring it back nostalgia yeah yeah you know take me back to my cheer days mm-hmm. but if you even don't have like any clue uh-uh. what it's about it's yeah. still a fascinating mm-hmm. doc series and all of the kids like yeah. learning their backstories yes. is they are fun yeah Right. Interesting. And I think a lot they of all them, would die for Monica. They would. We love yeah. her. Right. Is that yeah, the coach? A lot of those. Yes. Yeah. A lot of those kids have been through some shit. shit. For real. So, yeah, it was. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about you? Well, geez, Louise, what? I watched <laughs> all of the new Grace and Frankie season. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Is a new season? Yeah. I feel like that show just started and somehow they just had a sixth season. So I'm confused. Oh, dang. I, well, I got to get on that. It. Yeah, I watched all of it. All of and six seasons. And how season. do you feel? Cute. It's always okay. cute. It's an easy show to watch. <laughs> okay. I also watched the new RuPaul show, AJ and the Queen. Okay. It's like a, you know, very easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I watched, I've, been, um, I've been doing easy watchers. Easy boys. Yeah, I yeah. watched the first season of You. I like it. Oh, yeah. It didn't, A classic. You know. Yeah. And it was easy to watch in the sense that, like, you don't have to think too hard <laughs> while watching it. Yeah. It's just, like, easy entertainment. And then I also got into the show Dynasty, which is based on the 80s uh-huh. show Dynasty. Yep. And they uh, came out with a, a refurbished <laughs> uh <laughs> season if you will yeah um yeah yeah so the second season came out last year but i just um logged into netflix since moving back and so i'm on season two of dynasty and i just no shame i just love it it's it's very over the top and dramatic but like with a sense of humor like they know they're being dramatic you know what i mean and the fashion is Mm -hmm. the fashion's brilliant so we love that I yeah. thought about watching that, so maybe that's on my list next. Yeah, you'd like it. So you haven't things. gotten to season two of You yet, though? Um, I watched the first episode, but Greg fell asleep, oh. so I was like, all right, well, oh, we got to watch it together. <laughs> you two, Season two gets so much darker now that they're not on Lifetime. It's just a Netflix oh. show now. It gets dark. 
You know what's funny? My parents are watching it downstairs right now. Oh, season two. I love them. (laughs) What a cool Those crazy kids. Quinky tank. Speaking of crazy kids and crazy stories. What? It's time for another Ghoul Talk installment. Uh, Y'all ready for this? Are you ready for this? I think I am. Okay. This first story comes from Tanya. It is a recording, which you guys are always welcome to share with us via email at thegoldengoolspodcast at gmail.com. Our favorites. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Mm -hmm. we love a recording because we get to get to really hear it in your Mm -hmm. words, you know? And y'all are Mm -hmm. so good at storytelling. You really are. It's very true. So... We're going to let Tanya take it away on this one. So I've always had crazy experiences since I was a child. Uh, We used to live in this old house um, when I was born to probably about until I was four years old. And family members would come over and they would sense and feel things. Their blankets would be, you know, moved out of them, like from them. Um... People would feel like coldness, like darkness. A lot of things would happen in this house. Well, at the same house, my mom would always see me in the bathroom talking to something, someone. And she would think, you know, she's three years old. It's probably just an imaginary friend, you know. But she later finds out that in this bathroom, the previous owner, he died in there. They actually killed him. It was like a drug deal or something happened and they shot and killed him in the bathroom. So I've always had like this connection, I guess, to like the ghost world um, and spiritual world. Um, anyway, so there's a few stories that I have when it, that involves um, sleep paralysis, what people call it. Um, and I've always frequently used to get them a lot as a kid as an adult, even recently as of last week. Um, Two incidents, though, that really happened to me that really freaked me out was, one, my dad, he was very clairvoyant. Um, He passed away in 2011, but he used to always have these scary things happen to him, like terrifying things would happen to him. My mom says when they first got married, like he would have these really bad like nightmares and she always thought maybe it was because of the way he was raised that he was just always scared. Well, when we moved out of our house in 2005, my parents um, decided to move to a different state and I was 18 at the time and I was going to stay in California. And it was just my dad and I at the house. We pretty much had the whole house empty um, and I remember him asking me, like, hey, Tony, do you want to come sleep in my room? You know, because the whole house is empty. Let's, you know, if you want to just sleep here, like, you're more than fine. I remember telling him, like, no, I want to sleep in my room for one last time. Like, you know, I have such great memories here. I just want to kind of, like, say goodbye to it and, you know, just sleep there one more night. So he said, okay, no problem. Good night. There is this thing my dad and I used to do even up until I was 23 when he passed. We, you know, he would say um, this prayer at night in Spanish, and then he would, like, do this, like, little cross thing on my forehead and give me a kiss. So we did that. I walked into my room, and I remember, like, falling asleep, like, dozing off. I clearly remember this like it was yesterday. My bed was facing the window. All I had was, like, the TV on, like, a nightstand. And I remember watching it and, like, dozing off. And I finally remember falling asleep. 
And then the next thing I remember is waking up. I woke up and I could not move. Like my jaw was clenched. My body was like stuck to the mattress and I was trying so hard to move. And I was able to finally like open my eyes like wide and I saw something above me, like black shadow. I couldn't really like make if it was like a form of like a shape. It was just like this black shadow. And I remember trying to move because I felt like so scared and so terrified. It wasn't a good feeling. And it felt like forever just trying to move out of this like state. And finally, like whatever it was released me and it went away and I was able to breathe like just I remember just getting like a like a gasp of air and just like almost like hyperventilating because it felt like I almost finished running like like I was grabbing and get like get, trying to get all my air. Sorry, I'm like stuttering. Um, so I gathered my thoughts. I got some water, you know, went to the bathroom and I went back to bed and I was like, whatever, like maybe it was just a nightmare. You know, it is what it is. Like I've had these before, but I never really knew much about sleep paralysis. The next day, my dad was like, hey, like, why don't you go grab us some dinner and, you know, we'll have dinner for one last time before we head out. I go, cool. So I went to buy his dinner. We were sitting, and I remember, um, I think it was our patio area, um, and we were, you know, just chit-chatting. And I remember him kind of just lecturing me on, like, you know, Tanya, I'm going to move, you know, I want you to be behave, you know, you're 18, blah, blah, blah. Just like, you know, trying to lecture me on being a good girl, I guess. Um, and so we were sitting there and he said, can I tell you something? And I go, sure. He's like, but I don't want you to get scared, but I just feel like I need to tell somebody. I go, okay, dad, like what's going on? He's like, last night I was so tired and, you know, and I finally had fallen asleep. And something woke me up, and I couldn't move, and there was a black shadow over me. And I remember this, like, almost like if my, like, heart just dropped, like, a, like this heavy, like, weight on me. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I remember looking at him and saying, like, Dad, I had the same fucking dream. I was like, I had the same dream with someone, and I even described kind of how it was just like a the shadow blob thing, and and he was like, yeah, and we had the same like uneasy feeling, like we couldn't move our arms, our jaws were clenched, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't know what it means, um, you know, I remember having these as kids, and I just don't know what it means, and I told him, yeah, I go, I don't know what it means either, like. I thought it was just like me being tired or I was having a nightmare because maybe I'm like stressed out. I don't know. But it was just so weird that like we both had it the same night, the last letter in this house, you know, and it was the same thing. So it was just really weird because how does that happen? How do you both have the same dream, the same, you know, thing happening? It was just so weird to me. Anyway, so fast forward, you know, you know, my dad, you know, passes away or whatever. And I have all these weird feelings. I have these dream sleep paralysis. So maybe about three years ago, I kept having sleep paralysis, like almost every night. Like it was just so bad. It was to the point where I would wake up and call my husband in the middle of the night. You know, he works nights and I would just be freaked out. Like, 
oh my gosh, I'm having them, I'm having them. I would even feel like I was, you know, like above me. Like, I, I guess the best way to describe it is I could see beneath me. My body was there and I felt like I was just being lifted. And I've had, I would, and, I, and I could feel myself being dropped and that's when I would wake up. And I would have these sleep paralysis all the time, every single day. And I was exhausted from it. And my husband would just, my husband's not a believer of the spiritual world. He would just say like, oh, it's probably because you ate late or, oh, it's probably because you're stressed out or, oh, it's probably because, you know, you're so tired, but your body isn't, whatever. He would make all these excuses and I just, I would try to then like, okay, I'm not going to eat after six. Okay, I'm going to drink lots of water. I'm going to work out right before I go to bed or I'll work out in the morning so my energy is drained. I was just trying all these different remedies to see and figure out like, okay, maybe he's right. I was trying to find, like, I guess a scientific way as to why I was having these sleep paralysis. So I kept having and kept having them. And then my birthday came, which was in April. And the only person who really knew about this, like, these occurrences was my husband. Because I don't really talk about that kind of stuff with anybody else. And um, we had my birthday party. And everybody kind of left. The only person that was left was my cousin. She's my cousin through my dad's side of the family. We always kind of say, like, my dad's side of the family is, like, weird because, like, my aunt claims to, at the time, I would say claims to, like, have this journal where she has these dreams and they come true. So I used to always say, like, oh, she's a weirdo. Like, she says that she has these dreams and they come true. Anyway, so that's her mom. So she stayed kind of, like, she kind of stayed um, later than everybody and we were just chit-chatting in the kitchen. My husband was in the living room. And she grabs my arm and she says, hey, I have a book for you that um, they told me to give you. And I said, okay, who? And she said, my father-in-law. So her father-in-law is said to be clairvoyant. I've only met him once, and that was at her wedding back in 94. So we're now in 2016. Um, never talked to him. I mean, I don't even go on Facebook, so there wouldn't be any way where, oh, you know, they read a post of me, maybe venting, I couldn't sleep, whatever. Anyway, so she says, he gave me a book to give you. And I said, okay, I'm thinking maybe, you know, I know he's very spiritual, so I was like, maybe it's like a Bible or something, you know, because he knows, like, how much I love my dad or whatever. And it was like a book of angels. And I said, oh, you know, why, why this book? She said, it's because he told me to tell you that he knows that you haven't been sleeping and that he knows that something is trying to get you and it's not good. And it's been for a while. So he wants you to read a prayer every day. It's like a daily prayer book and it's like a guardian angel book. And that this will help, I guess, relieve or alleviate like that darkness and you'll be able to sleep better. And now my husband, who's a skeptic and doesn't believe in any of this, I hear him drop something in the room and he goes, what? And I go to the other room and my cousin kind of follows me and we look at each other. My husband and I were just like, what? Like, And I kind of joke around and I tell my husband, did you tell her this? Like, did you like Facebook her? And like for for like there to be a reasoning behind this, like I don't I don't he's just like no. He's like I would never tell people this, like because I don't believe it. I don't think I would have like 
the right to say it and, you know, give your story out and you take credit for it or whatever. And so I was so confused. I was just like, okay, and so I'm supposed to read it? She goes, yeah, like he says to read it because he says that someone told him and I never asked like who that someone was or I never reached out to him after that. But I said, okay. So I grabbed the book and I was really scared because not of what the book was. I was just really freaked out that somebody who I only met once um, in 94 like knew about these dreams I was having and that I apparently needed like this book. So I would do the prayers every day. I would do like the angel prayers every day. And yeah, sure enough, ever since then, I didn't have these dreams anymore. Like they went away. So now fast forward to 2018, I, my husband, my husband and I were kind of not on good terms. So at the time, my best friend was really, really sick um, in the hospital so he was there like from May till he passed in July, like every day. So I volunteered to be the one to kind of like stay there with him at night and be there with him. So he's not sleeping alone. So on July 26th, you know, we did our nightly routine where I'd help him brush his teeth. I'd brush my teeth. I'd get ready for bed and I fall asleep. When I'm asleep, I have another like sleep paralysis episode where I'm like, I can't move. I cannot not like, I can't move. And I'm like, I look over to my friend, John, and he's like completely asleep. And, but I'm like struggling to move. And I could see that he kind of wakes up and I can see him looking at me, but kind of like squinting where he's trying to figure out like what the hell is going on. Like he couldn't figure out what was going on. So I'm like moving and trying to get like trying to feel like get relieved from this like hard pressure on me and I see again this black shadow same black shadow that I've seen since I was a kid or since I can remember from these sleep paralysis episodes so I just had this like disgusting like like heavy feeling where I wasn't like I was just really scared so finally when it like release me I woke up and I even sat up trying to catch my breath again and my friend John asked me you know what's going on I go I'm fine I'm okay like I I I just was having a nightmare and he's just like okay I didn't want to tell him what was going on because you know I just didn't feel like he needed to hear something like that especially under his condition like I just wanted to be positive around him but I just remember feeling like not good about it like I don't remember the other times when I've had these dreams like if something bad happened afterward but I just remember this one in particular I just wasn't feeling good about it I even when the sun came up I called you know one of my good friends and I was telling her about it and I just go you know what I just don't feel good about it I feel like he's gonna die like that's the feeling I got from it like it wasn't friendly it wasn't nice and I felt like he's going to die. Well, two days later, my friend did pass. And I remember her, when I called her, she was just like, you like felt it. I go, I I don't know. I don't want to say that it has to do with that dream or anything. I don't even want to connect them because I don't want that kind of responsibility, if that makes sense. But 
that's how I felt. Like I felt like that dream was just too real if you even call it a dream. But I just don't remember like now thinking back, like if any of these sleep paralysis had any connection to any like darkness that happened in my life. But I've had like so many things happen that do connect it to other things. So I'm not sure if these are like the beginning of the episodes because I then had one last week just recently in my new home that we just bought. And it was just really scary, like the way it happened, the way I heard, with the stuff that I heard. And so I don't know what connection I have, whether it's the spiritual world, whether it's the dark world. I have no idea, but it's just that one time it was connected to something really depressing and sad, but, and then the other time it was connected to my dad. So I don't know what it's about. I don't even know if maybe it's just all in my head, but it's just a really, really scary feeling. Damn. Tanya, first off, have you talked to anybody um, like clairvoyant or psychic about this? Because it almost sounds like maybe there's something attached to you. That's what it does sound like. That's what it sounds like with the sleep paralysis for sure. I've also never heard of two people having sleep paralysis at the same time and like seeing the same thing. Yeah, that's what's crazy. That's really bizarre. Yeah. And she said that it seemed like her friend was, like, looking at something when... Yeah, in the dream. Yeah. Which, Very like... spooky. Yeah, I don't know. But I would definitely talk to someone and see yes. if maybe there's some sort of attachment to you or something beyond sleep paralysis because... who girl. I say don't ignore it. I say know? don't ignore it. Yeah, I think that could also like help you get to the root of what's happening and maybe like you could get some sleep exactly you sleep sound through the night yes you need you need restful sleep is the truth of it it's really true if we don't get our z's in yeah we go crazy we go and that's cray. the last thing i want for tanya and Mm-mm. so let's stop with this black mist <laughs> coming in <laughs> no you more know? blackness 2020 okay but i'm 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 what I'm digging is is your clairvoyant, you know, background with your with your dad, right? Wasn't that was it her dad or was it her uncle? Many many clairvoyants. But it sounds like she's got a little bit too. Yeah. And so tap into it. Tap it. Yep. Tap it up, girl. All right. Whew. Royally we got another spooked. one. This Do is it. from. This is royally spooked. Yeah, when we were listening to it, at one point, Kylie goes, oh, no! <laughs> she was fearful. I was. I right, am. This, this one comes from Harley. I think we've heard from Harley before, and oh. we'd love to hear from Harley again. Harley says, hey, ghouls, I was listening to your episode of the Night Owl podcast. Shout out to our friends. <laughs> and I heard Alyssa's story, and it made me remember a story from my childhood that I had long forgotten. My aunt and her husband live outside in the, or live out in the literal BFE. <laughs> Their closest neighbor is half a mile away. <laughs> they lived in an old barn that had a living quarters for a few years before they built their new house. When they finally got to the point where they could live in the house, my cousin Michaela was around four to five years old. One evening, my aunt was upstairs fixing supper while my cousin was in the finished basement playing by herself. As my aunt was cooking, she could hear Michaela talking to herself and laughing while playing. No. Uh, I, yeah. Kids. Baby girl. Kids. 
It didn't sound like she was just rambling or talking to herself. It sounded like she was carrying on a conversation with someone, but no one else was home. My aunt went halfway down the stairs to the landing and could see Michaela throwing around a ball and playing. She called out to her and said, who are you talking to? Michaela turned around and said, that black man over there, Uh, and pointed off to the corner. A man? The black man. It's a man. Yeah. The black man. a child. Yes. (laughs) So is he like a shadow man or is he an actual black man? We don't know. Right. But this freaked my aunt out and she said to Michaela, hey, come up here and help me real quick. Michaela turned to the spot where she pointed and threw the ball to it and said, I'll be right back. All right. This freaked my aunt out even more. Be like, Michaela, no, you won't. So as soon as Michaela got to the stairs, my aunt grabbed her, ran up the stairs, got in her car, and parked at the end of the driveway until my uncle got home and checked the house out. No one was inside, and there were no signs of a break-in or anything of that nature. If someone would have been in the house, the only way out was the same way my aunt came out, and she would have seen them from her position in the driveway. Now, if you ask my cousin about it, she gets weird and insists she made it up. But I think she actually saw something and wants to forget it. Thought I'd share this story with y'all. Stay spooky. Love and ghosts. Harley. Uh Uh-uh. No. Uh Uh-uh. I bet she absolutely saw something. And she's definitely trying to suppress it. It's like you know the difference when kids are play chit-chatting with an invisible friend. Oh, yeah. Or they're literally chit-chatting with something that's talking back. It's like you can hear it in their voice. Like Mm -hmm. when they're pretending to talk to somebody, it's like you can tell that they're making up the conversation. Yeah. Whereas when they're talking to someone who's not there, it's like it just sounds more like a real conversation. It's very unsettling, too, because you can absolutely tell the difference. Right. Yeah. Whew. Spookiness. Michaela, girl. Uh uh. No, girl. Nah, uh, sis. Well, at least it was like a um, solid day. You know, it was a one time incident. And they seem to be friendly if they're playing ball with her. She said, I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, all right. If he was spooky, she would have been like, yeah, no, we, we're we done. Right. We're done. we're done here. Good, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Girl. Kids, they be spooky, I'm telling you. That's true. You want another one? You guys want another story? Yep. This. We're yeah. ready. This story is from Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Hi. All right. Hello, ghoulies. I've been listening to the show for a while now, and you ladies never fail to put a smile on my face and manage to make long, boring drives a lot of fun. Ugh, thanks, Care. That's so <laughs> special. If you're driving right now, hi, how are ya? Drive safe. And be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure my experience was worthy of sharing, but people always seem fascinated when they hear it, so here you go. My husband and I are convinced that our previous home was haunted. We lived there for eight years and purchased the home while it was being built. It never really occurred to us that a brand new home could be haunted, so it was especially unsettling when strange things started to happen after we moved into the house. Mm. It started pretty mildly, with leaving the house and coming home to multiple or single kitchen cabinets and drawers open. I attributed most of it to my kids and husband, and perhaps some of it was, though no one would admit it. Ha ha! My dad always calls me out when I leave a cabinet open when I'm home. 
I'm like, I'm just reminding you that I'm here. Hello. Hi. It's a sign of love. Yes. Exactly. Leave that cabinet door, Ben. Soon. <laughs> soon, I started noticing it after I would leave the house and no one else had been there. I would sometimes find several cabinets or doors wide open. It was creepy, but I tried not to overthink it. Then, I started noticing the pictures on my daughter's dresser moving around. Her room was beside the playroom, so I always figured it was crazy kids shaking the floor and causing the movements, even though the floor in the playroom was recessed by several feet. However, it was almost a daily occurrence, and sometimes the pictures would completely change direction. That's spooky. If they're all facing the wall, that's just what I pictured. Uh, That's what I'm picturing also, and I do not like that. They're all turned upside down. (laughs) At some point, my husband and I started to hear what we thought were our kids running around the floor upstairs hours after we had put them to bed. We would charge upstairs to capture the offender, and the kids would be (laughs) out cold. It happened so many times, we just started to ignore it and jokingly referred referred to our partying ghost. Around that same time, the lights started going on and off upstairs as well. This was more common at night, and there was an audible click of the light switch every time it happened. Nope. Again, I know, right? Like, <laughs> Again, we thought it was the kids, and again, they were always sound asleep when we checked. They were simply too little to get back in bed that quickly, get under the covers, and fake the type of hard sleeping we would find. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would fake sleep and I would literally go honk shoot <laughs> honk shoot my mom was like bitch no <laughs> this shoe ain't honking all right no but my I was honking <laughs> all right when my youngest was born we moved her sister to a larger room down the hall and gave the nursery to her it seemed as though the activity followed my older daughter and I always felt like someone was with me in her room. There was only one event that caused me to truly feel scared in the house, and it happened in there. I was alone, with the exception of the baby, who was sleeping in her swing in another room. I was putting away laundry when suddenly there was a loud burst, and a bulb in the overhead light shattered, sending glass flying all over the place. It was pretty terrifying, but I cleaned up the glass, tried to calm my nerves, and let it go. During this time period, I became completely convinced that the house was indeed haunted. Every night around 2 to 3 a.m., that's the typical time. The witching hour. (laughs) I started waking up to voices from the other room above, which just happened to be my older daughter's bedroom. It was very clear, an adult man and woman. The conversation was muffled, so I could never understand what they were saying. It would go on for a very long time and completely freaked me out. I tried to ignore it for at least a month, and I started to think that maybe I was actually crazy. Finally, I couldn't take it any longer, and I told my husband I needed to tell him something. I said, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I keep waking up to hearing voices upstairs. He simply looked at me and said, actually, I've been hearing them too. It was maybe the creepiest moment of my life, but I was grateful that I probably wasn't losing my mind. We bought a noise machine soon after, so we no longer had to hear the chatty ghosts living above us. (laughs) That's one way to solve that. (laughs) The activity wasn't limited to inside, and many times I would feel like I was being followed as I got out of my car. This happened in both the driveway and the garage. The feeling was so strong that I would often make a circle around my car to make sure no one was there. 
One day, I felt someone so close behind me that it felt like they were touching my back. I whipped around, and no one was there. I actually ran to check behind the car, but I was completely alone. We lived in that house for eight years, and we never said anything to our kids about the things we experienced. They were not fearful and never mentioned anything concerning, so we tried to keep our suspicions to ourselves. We moved to a new home, and we have been here for seven years now. I can honestly say that we have never experienced anything paranormal here. Our older kids are young adults now, and the baby is a teen, so we finally got brave enough recently to share our experiences with them. (laughs) Sorry, so many words. (laughs) Ironically, they were shocked and did not notice any of the things we shared. Though my older daughter did remember stepping on a tiny piece of glass week after the light bulb burst. My youngest, however, had a very interesting confession. She said, This kind of makes sense to me now. Every time I would come down to your room in the middle of the night, I was terrified because I always saw a man standing in the foyer. The foyer. I asked her why she never told us, and she said, I had hoped I was just dreaming. So there you have it. Not the most exciting ghost story, but I will never forget it. Our town sits What? (laughs) Not the most exciting. I think it's friggin' wild. Carrie. Carrie. I agree. So here's here's some history as she includes. Our town sits on a famous battlefield, which was the site of one of the bloodiest battles of the Civil War. There is a history of haunting all over the city, so I probably shouldn't be surprised that our home seemed to have a presence lurking around. The weirdest thing about it is that I never felt threatened or as scared as I felt I should have. It's very hard to explain, but eventually I became very comfortable with our resident ghosts. We seemed to make peace (laughs) with each other's presence, and I sort of liked the idea that maybe they were watching over our kids. Thanks again for always entertaining me and making me laugh out loud. Take care, Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Carrie. Thank you for sharing. I wonder if there used to be a home or like some other building that was in the place of her house now. And maybe they're just like. But I'm wondering if like there was actually like a home there and maybe that's why she's hearing things like upstairs. Yeah. Girl, I don't know. Oh my god, that, that is, is spooky. Mm, I tell you what, it was. And a good story, Carrie. Mm-hmm. I do know that light bulbs can burst when they're too hot, okay. which is spooky, but it could also be paranormal. Right. I don't yeah. know. Or like an electric problem. Yeah, I don't right. know. Man, woof. Yeah. Woof. Well, I got one more for us. To I love wrap that. This wrap it, up. babe. <laughs> Good lord. I know, give me... (coughs) She's she's dying. 911? Okay. (laughs) So this last one is from our girl, Courtney. She hosts the podcast, The Cult of Domesticity. So if you're interested in some history and some maybe spook... True crime. True crime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a a listen. Love it. She says, hey ghouls, the first house I had lived in was owned by my dad's uncle, and we're pretty sure he checks up on the house since he passed. My first story was when I was in second grade. My sister had friends over, and they were telling ghost stories. Naturally, child me got freaked the fuck out and slipped <laughs> back to my room. I scrambled onto my bed and tried to collect myself. Then I felt a comforting hand on my shoulder telling me it's going to be okay. There was only one problem with that. My bed was in a corner. (laughs) 
Naturally, I got the hell out of my room. Looking back, it was probably my great uncle trying to tell me not to be scared in the process of scaring me. We moved out of the house a couple years later. My mom dropped me off at the nearly empty house while she ran errands. I sat down in the living room to read. Yes, I was a nerdy child. No, girl, I read. <laughs> I read. I read so much. I did Same. too. Good times. As I'm reading my book, it sounds like someone is was walking between the bedrooms upstairs. Naturally, my child's mind immediately assumes someone broke into the house and is looking to see if we left anything nice. Again, <laughs> my response is to get the hell out. When my mom returned to the house to see me standing in the middle of the driveway, freaked out. She checked the house and no one was there. Now, I think it was my great uncle just checking up on the house, but at the time, I just got yelled at for being out of the house. I was 10 to 11 years old. Okay, now her fake ghost story. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. My co-host Ashley and I roomed together as sophomores in college. As two sarcastic ladies, naturally we got into some trouble. I don't remember why, but we started telling freshmen that our dorm room was haunted. Mm -hmm. And we came up with the original name of Tommy the ghost since our dorm was Thompson Hall. (laughs) Unknown to us, the rumor spread around the dorm that it was haunted. We had fun blaming any noises from the people above us or in the hall on Tommy. Well, we got told off by our RA because freshmen were freaking out and going to the head of the dorm. Damn, girl. Good one. She says, best Courtney. That sounds like some shit I would pull. I would pull Absolutely. in a second. Yeah. I love a good haunt and scaring people out there, too. Uh, also, what are the <laughs> odds that, like, your sister and her friends are telling ghost stories and then a ghost is like, hey, girl. You're going to be okay. Exactly. exactly. I'm not <laughs> loving that. <laughs> I know. I, I, tell, I wouldn't love that either. But when she said about the broken into the house thing, mm-hmm. it reminds me of a girl in my high school who was in her house when somebody actually did break in. Jesus. And she hid in a laundry basket Dang. and called the cops. Dang. Yeah. That is like one of my fears is totally. my house being broken into while I'm there. I probably mm-hmm. would run out. I don't think I would stay. Mm-hmm. No. But I don't know if she had any choice. I think she was like already in a place where like she couldn't. Yeah. Oh, God. My childhood best friend, her parents still own this house, but it has, like, a secret door in it. Like, Mm -hmm. a sketch. It's like a wall panel, and you push on it, and it pops open. And it looks like all the other panels, so you would never know that That it's, like, this little closet area. It's got, like, the water heater in it and, like, a little bit of storage. Right. But it's enough to fit, like, two or three people in there. So I was always, like... (laughs) If I am somewhere and it gets broken into, I fucking hope it's this house. Because <laughs> I'm Dude, getting in. what if somebody's already hiding in there? No. Oh, <laughs> true. Emily, true. I don't know. I don't know. Smart uh, wow. You guys, some spooky ones. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. Wow. The world is haunted and now we know. It's true. <laughs> if you would like to share a story with us, go ahead and send it to the Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. As Tanya did, you can also send a recording. Yeah. And until next time, stay spooky. See you later.
you later, skater. Ooh, ooh, ooh.